ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. When we feel better, we do better. That simple message is what Feel Better with Tara Styles is all about. We share informative, inspiring, and healing conversations with respected leaders whose work embodies the action of making our world a better place. We also share simple practices based in meditation, tai chi, and gentle yoga that are a relief to breathe along with, whether you have time to stretch out on the ground or you're busy getting ready for your day. Settle in and enjoy learning something new that will surely support your well-being, inspire your creativity, and help you feel a whole lot better. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh. My name's Morgan. He's back. Uh, I'm and back. He's back. And he's not the only returning star uh, in Doctor <laughs> Who terms because... This week, we are actually reviewing, or previewing, rather, a Doctor Who, well, a new piece of Doctor Who content. Um, the series isn't on, obviously, but uh, excitingly, uh, we've had a listen to Christopher Eccleston's Grand Doctor Who Return, i.e. Uh, the first volume of the Ninth Doctor Adventures on Big Finish. From Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who, the Ninth Doctor Adventures, Volume 1. Ravagers. I'm back! I'm really back in the TARDIS! You did it, old girl! Endless possibilities and events. Future, past, and everything in between. I have done the thing! Temporal thing radiating from the TARDIS like nobody's business. Uh, obviously, this was big news last year. Christopher Eccleston reprising his role as the Ninth Doctor. It's ne- never happened. He's never been enticed back before. They've been asking for years. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, I remember when this was first announced, you and I were just absolutely floored because... <laughs> It just didn't seem like something he'd do, right? I remember the I remember the exact moment where, um, obviously working remotely, you you sent me a, a a private message, sort of saying, I I think you may have um, it may it's have profanity. been a sort of string, of, yeah, string of swear words, profanity, and I was like, what? And then I ch- it was like, check your email, and then I checked, and then I responded in kind with some profanity yeah. of my own. Um, yeah, no, we really really couldn't believe it. Very very exciting. Uh, but it's happened, and now. Uh, it's been a long way since they announced it, but the first one's uh, coming out. It's coming out on uh, Thursday, the 13th of May, I believe. I'm just double checking my calendar. Um, so we've got a little sneak preview of it. Uh, so we have both listened to the first episode of uh, the first volume, which is called, the volume's called Ravagers. Uh, the episode is called The Sphere of Freedom, uh, which is very Doctor Who-y. Um, and then the second and third episodes are Cataclysm and Food Fight. Um, and I think that's all of them. Yeah, that's, that's the three episodes that are being released at the moment. So far. So far. And then there's about three more volumes, I think, officially confirmed, mm. which all have you know episodes in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we should probably talk about it. So we've promised not to give any spoilers because um, we're very nice. But um, we should talk a little bit first about... So Christopher Eccleston's back in the role. This is the big thing about it. Christopher Eccleston back in Doctor Who after... God, what is it? Sixteen years? Mm. Yeah, um, or almost. Um, and I would say pretty good. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> you know that, that's my that's my kind of you know very considered review. Your, your hot take, yeah. My hot take. But um, 
when they kind of first did trailers for the night doctor adventures a little bit of me was like he doesn't sound quite right i was like he, you know his voice doesn't sound like how i remember night doctor and i don't know whether mm. it was maybe the way that i was listening to it on the headphones or whatever or just the context not being there for the whole adventure mm. but when i listened to him throughout the whole thing i was like yeah that's the night doctor that he sounds right you know there's no like it's a little like you know you know when you get tom baker back or whatever it sounds he said the doctor sounds the same and in my head i'm picturing 2005 era christopher eccleston running mm. around in a leather jacket um although you you said that you thought there were a couple of bits that were a little bit different well i think um there's certain moments in this in in ravagers where you listen and he sounds exactly like he did in in 2005 and like you say you instantly can you can picture him looking as he did then in the leather jacket and then there's other moments where there is there are slightly sort of different shades to his performance i think especially because he's talked about how uh he looking back he wasn't entirely satisfied with how he played sort of the lighter moments and the, the bigger moments of the doctor he sort of said I'm, I'm more comfortable playing the kind of dark morose doctor you know the lonely time lord i wasn't so comfortable at the time with um with the lighter stuff and i think that's where his performance um differs slightly here i think there's a i, I think maybe he sounds a bit more comfortable um doing that stuff so that's where his performance differs but sort of the um your general kind of doctorishness um, that, that you get here. Yeah, in those moments, he really does sound exactly exactly as he ever did. Yeah, it's pretty kind of, kind of cool, actually. Like, I got this real nostalgic moment when the, when the opening mm -hmm. theme, the 2005 era opening mm -hmm. theme started playing, and then Christopher Eccleston's there. I kind of had this little flashback to, you know, like being really excited for that first series and, you know. But I will say, for anyone uh, who's, you know, look, looking to do this, it's, it's not... I would say this isn't that similar in some ways to the 2005 era series that he's in. I mean, I think you and I slightly disagree about this, but it's quite a sci-fi story. And the structure, mm. at least of this first episode, is quite like, well, you're kind of dropped right in. You're dropped right into this adventure. It feels more like you're listening to, you know, almost like episode three of something, which is kind of a, it's a, it's a, it's a choice, it's a stylistic choice, but basically you kind of get dropped into the thick of it. And then gradually you find out how... Uh, the Doctor and his sort of one-off companion, Nova, uh, ended up in this sticky wicket. But um, it's not even that. It's more like, it's not like, oh, hi, I'm his Christopher Eccleston's Doctor. He's back. You know, he's doing his thing. Here's a simple way we're going to reintroduce you to him. It's more like, this is volume 63 of the Ninth Doctor Adventures. Get on board. You know, I mean, mm. what, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I wouldn't go so far as to say it lacks kind of occasion because it certainly doesn't mm. because it's still ultimately it's still Christopher Eccleston back as the ninth doctor. I don't think there could ever lack. Occasion. I mean, it kind of makes its own occasion, doesn't it? Just by yeah, no, ex exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which is maybe why they they felt it didn't need kind of extra mm. frills on top of it. But definitely, like, it's a it's a choice they make to um, again not straying too far into spoiler territory. But this um, this first story, Sphere of Freedom, you are kind of thrown right into the middle. Um, of the action it is a bit of a whirlwind it's a bit of a mad story um, and there's kind of jumping about in time not just time travel but you know the story is told um, initially at least in kind of non-linear fashion mm. um, I don't think that's a huge spoiler to say that um, so you are kind of thrown into the into the middle of the adventure um, which is interesting there's no kind of I, I almost expected maybe this is like the obvious way to go and this is why I'm not a not a, not a writer as so well. I'm not employed by Big Finish. But I think the obvious way to go would be you open with like a big grand comeback scene 
um, for the Ninth Doctor. And instead, you're more just, as you say, just kind of um, thrown into the thick of it. It's, there's the feeling this is just um, one of his many adventures, um, which is interesting. I guess that's kind of what they're trying to do with this series, isn't it? They're trying mm. to say, this is, we never had the grand, you know, arc of the Ninth Doctor in a way. We never had the years of, you know, adventures and time travel that we would have hoped for, we expect with like any mm. Doctor. So this is, you know, kind of, this is just one of those. He did have all the, all these adventures, we just didn't see them. And so maybe that's the point of it. Um, I do agree though, like it's kind of, you, you are thrown in and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's it, like, like we've said, it's definitely a, a choice. But then I guess maybe if you look at it from the other perspective, if you had this kind of like the classic Doctor Who, ordinary person in trouble, walking along, uh, things are going weird, suddenly the Doctor comes in. They kind of did the perfect mm. version of that in Rose. And I feel like True. what's the what's the one thing you don't necessarily want to do is do the exact same introduction again. Maybe it's kind of the opposite. It's like this, we've been waiting so long to see this Doctor again. Let's just start with him. Let's just, you know, he's right there from the off. Mm. So you can see why it's it's just it, I, I I agree with you. I was sort of surprised by how mm. quickly it kind of drops you right in the story. I think it's interesting as well. You know, you said that it's not that similar to to series one. Um, mm. that you know the the way in which the story is told and the style of it. I, listening, I was kind of struck by how much it is and how much it isn't like um, the Ninth Doctor TV adventures that we're we're more familiar with. So. Um, uh, you know, at least in what we've heard so far, it's not, as you say, it's quite, it's quite sci-fi. It's um, it's not set primarily on kind of modern day Earth, which you associate a lot with the Ninth Doctor. Obviously, there's no Billy Piper as Rose, which was a mm. constant. Um, That's true. Throughout the Ninth that. Doctor's era, so you, so you're missing that. So, so in that sense, yeah, it is very different. But actually, um, it's set on the sphere of freedom, which, you know, the ninth doctor famously did not visit any alien planets. I'm sure he will go on to in, um, in, in future big Finnish adventures, but um, famously he only visited earth and, uh, and uh, sort of satellites and platforms and that kind of thing. I think cause there was a fear at the time that um, visiting an alien planet would be too alienating, no pun intended for, hey. um, for, for BBC viewers. Um, and, and, and also the, I don't want to give too much away, but the, the threat has certain similarities, I would say, to another monster from a series one episode. Mm. Um, there's there's an idea of this isn't giving anything away because it's in a synopsis, but there's um, this idea, concept of a kind of games business empire, which put me in mind of um, the kind of reality TV uh, of, 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 you know, um, Satellite 5 from series one. There's a joke um, which is very similar, isn't there, in, in that mm. as well, where he the Doctor kind of mentions a few... Uh, games that he's played mm. which are like in a similar way to how he talks about oh I watched you know bear with me or whatever it's called you know where yeah 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 they have to live with a bear you know it, it, there's, <laughs> there's a similar kind of gag to that in this yeah so so it's it's certainly I would say more more sci-fi more more alien in, in certain ways than what we would I guess uh assume you know the, the kind of things you would associate generally with the ninth doctor's era but then again there are certain things that do feel very 2005 in a good way i know what you mean i guess maybe what i i kind of maybe thought was in a similar way to how in 2005 doctor who was rebooted and brought back i thought maybe this would be kind of well, I kind of knew this wouldn't be the case because obviously the synopsis and stuff, the synopses and so mm. on had already been released. But I did wonder whether they were maybe going to try and go for something a bit more grounded for these first mm. stories um, because that's kind of 
so what the ninth doctor was like but also because i feel like uh, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who maybe um hadn't picked up a big finish story before or who mm. you know hadn't for a long time anyway you know or maybe only picked up a few bits and bobs here people who are big fans of christopher eccleson and who are like you know i'm gonna come back for this and so i was interested that they kind of decided to go so it's not exactly hard sci-fi you know it's a pretty fun accessible <laughs> story but it's yeah. not it's not set on, it's not set on earth you know it's not um involving this kind of ordinary world that's slightly twisted it's mm. actually quite an alien world that is being changed you know it's it and there's yeah. a lot of sci-fi stuff there's about two or three different sci-fi concepts in there at the same time it's classic big finish um i'm just interested that they kind of went straight in with that you know like i said i could have imagined it being volume three mm. i i guess it is that it is about striking that balance isn't it in the sense yeah. of like like you said before about that you know why do the grand like you say the, why do the kind of um classic veering on cliched scene where there's um someone in trouble and the doctor comes to the rescue like when rose the episode rose did that so well i yeah. guess similar similarly yeah you could you want to recapture some of that ninth doctor era feel um but you don't just want to repeat what that era did and did so well what you, i guess the great thing about having christopher eccleston back is that you can do new things with the ninth doctor and you can take the ninth doctor in new directions and see him go on the kind of adventures he never did um on on tv so um yeah to an extent this isn't you know set on I'm going to say present day Earth, but I guess it would be 2005 Earth. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and it's 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 actually a historical. Um, no, it's not. It's not set then. Um, it's not as as grounded as you might expect from some of the Ninth Doctor's TV adventures. It is a bit more of a kind of uh, wild sci-fi adventure. But then maybe that's a good thing in that you know we're getting to see the Ninth Doctor tackle different types of stories. Um, I'm I'm quite excited. I think some of the best Ninth Doctor stories on TV were um, the historical stories, you know, mm, The Unquiet definitely. Dead and Empty Child, Doctor Dances. And so I'm really excited to see, I mean, that is something we did see, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see The Ninth Doctor um, visit new periods of history and take on uh, different types of stories. And this is definitely like a type of, as I said, there are certain things that harken back to series one, but in certain ways it does push The Ninth Doctor's era into um, new unexplored, directions which i guess is is really that is ultimately what what you want to do now you've got eccleston back definitely i mean yeah a counterpoint to what i was saying is that maybe the obvious thing to immediately do would be to do something that people say famously was lacking in his era which was the sort of outer space you know alien mm. planet sci-fi romps like you're immediately saying setting out your stall and saying you know the things that that series didn't do that's what we're going to do so you know from mm. that perspective you can totally see why uh, they went in the direction that they did um, so yeah, I mean, it's really difficult to talk about this without doing spoilers. <laughs> I mean, even though, because I'm not sure what spoiler, what constitutes a spoiler. Um, so we'll just, we'll just err on the side of caution. We'll be very careful. One thing I will say as well is, you know, in terms of, um, talking about wanting to expand an era, mm. I mean, even, you know, this is especially, that's especially kind of pertinent here because the ninth doctor's era was, um, one of the shorter ones, but I think that's always kind of been the big finish, uh, ethos, the big finish edict um that they that they want to kind of expand on on the, the doctor's eras so um you know not just literally in terms of giving them more stories but maybe exploring sides of that doctor or you know that we hadn't seen on tv or giving them types of stories they hadn't had before mm. um so like i know you know like early on there were there was um 
historical adventures for the sixth doctor and the sixth doctor got to meet the brigadier and do all these sort of things that he didn't do on tv but also um colin baker's sixth doctor got to explore um you got to explore sides of that character that we didn't see on tv there was always the plan for him to start out more harsh and then mellow across his era and because colin baker's era was cut short didn't get to see that on tv um and so the you know you got to see that play out in big finish and so the character changed and colin baker's performance changed as well so going back to what we were talking about earlier about christopher eccleston's performance at some points being very similar to what we're used to and at some points being different um i don't think that's necessarily a bad again it's not a bad thing because he's you know it's not just it's not purely about replicating um what we had in 2005 because what would be the point you can still go back and watch those episodes it's about pushing things in new directions definitely yeah and i think that's definitely what uh, ravages uh, the ninth doctor adventures does um so we know that there's plenty more obviously there's i think three episodes in this release and then there's um a few more uh, there's Volume two is coming in August. Uh, then volume three is in November. Uh, so then volume four, there's a volume four is all announced, which is going to be February next year. So fans are going to have plenty more. All of a sudden, you're going to be inundated. It's going to be about a series worth, I think, four times three. Yeah, about 12. So yeah, about 12 which, episodes. Which was apparently his his request, I think. Um, yeah. They met... Uh, Jason and, and Nick mentioned that in our in our previous podcast where you interviewed him that um, Eccleston specifically said he wanted to do a whole series and have a kind of have a kind of arc um, across that series and we're going to get to see as we said lots of boxes ticked that uh, you know the Ninth Doctor didn't get to meet the Brigadier which he's going to now in the form of John Coleshaw he didn't get to meet the Cybermen um, so we're going to see that box ticked so again it's about you know taking taking that character that version of the character um you know down new avenues it'd be interesting to see how they can work in things like you know the master because it doesn't seem like it should be possible for the ninth doctor to face mm. off with the version of the master and because of the way that it's presented in david tennant's era but maybe they'll find a way you know maybe there'll be some some nonsense clever guys there. clever guys yeah. a big finish i i think i think the companion question is an interesting one as well because mm, yeah obvi obviously the, you don't want to do anything, and I'm sure Big Finish won't do anything that takes away from uh, the importance of of the arrival of Rose as a character. The whole notion of um, the Ninth Doctor being the lonely god and being battle scarred and so on, and Rose being the one who kind of brings him back to being um, almost said human then, but being back, you know, bringing him back to being the the Doctor that we kind of know and love, and then he's reborn as the Tenth Doctor, who's a more kind of classic doctor in that sense so mm. it's actually a really nice arc across the ninth doctor's era um you don't want to take away from that but then also you need you kind of need the ninth doctor in these stories which are set pre-rose you still need him to kind of act like the doctor and you still uh, you know you need a, a character to fulfill that companion function um to, to an extent which uh, you have the character nova here played by um camilla Beeput, who's um kind of fill, filling that role but mm. presumably there will be a reason why she doesn't step aboard the TARDIS at the end of this, because we know she doesn't, because she can't. Um, so the way in which uh, this kind of substitute companion characters are going to interact with the Ninth Doctor, that's going to be interesting, because there is a sort of limit to what you can do um, with, with those relationships. But I'm sure lots of exciting stories to be told within that limit. Definitely. Um, I think in an interview with um, Doctor Magazine, Chris Freckleson has suggested 
but it will be addressed, the companion issue. Mm. They will sort of say, or at least maybe in dialogue at some point, he'll say, I'm I'm happy on my own. And that'll probably be the extent of it, you know. But yeah, no, I think you, you feel like it's it's kind of a, you hope it doesn't come off as too awkward in the stories. I mean, I think they can pull it off because he can just say, I don't want to take you with me or someone could turn him down, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, potentially. I think I think it's interesting as well, though, in um in this first story in in Sphere of Freedom, how it does, you know, it's not it's not explicitly again not a huge spoiler, but it's not explicitly kind of stated in the story where it takes place in the Ninth Doctor's timeline. I think we only no. know it's pre Rose because um Big Finish have come out and said that that's the case. But there is an, a little line um in here where the Ninth Doctor says something along the lines of um. I know who I am. I just know who I am. He sort of says, you know, why someone's asks him why he's doing something, why he's being all heroic. And he sort of says, I know who I am, which is interesting coming off the back of kind of what you know about the war doctor when he'd kind mm. of um, turned his back on being the That's doctor. That's true. Yeah. This is very, this is very clearly a doctor who has just rediscovered his identity as the, the you know, the heroic adventure in space and time who helps people. Um, so that that was a nice little touch. I thought it's kind of um, touching on it without without laboring the point. No, I'd I'd really picked up on that, but that's I I, I really like that as an explanation. Like, this is the Doctor, you know, the Ninth Doctor earlier than we've really seen him, um, and also maybe kind of taking those first steps to becoming, you know, the Doctor of old and the Doctor of New Who uh, mm. again. Um, I think that's mm. quite cool and exciting. Um, normally, this is the point when I'd ask our readers slash listeners what they think, but you don't know what you think because if you're listening to this on the day it's released, uh, Ravages has not come out yet, but if, as is possible, you are listening a little bit later, uh, let us know in the comments what you thought of it. Um, and more generally for everybody, let us know what you'd like to see uh, for Christopher Eccleston's continued Doctor Who adventures. And you know, what else would you like to see coming up on Big Finish? You know, Are there any other Doctors you'd like to see? Any crossovers that you're still hoping to see? Uh, we will have a longer proper review of Ravages on RadioTimes.com on the day of release, which again is Thursday, the 13th of May. Um, and we have loads of other stuff about, uh, we have obviously a previous podcast where we spoke to uh, the Big Finish boys, as I'm going to call them, uh, about <laughs> uh, all sorts of stuff. But we did talk about the Christopher Eccleston return quite a bit. And also we've got loads of stuff on RadioTimes.com about Christopher Eccleston's return and about Doctor Who in general. Uh, and yeah, feel, also feel free to subscribe to our Doctor Who newsletter, which um, always has the podcast in and lots of other stuff. Anyway, that was a bit of a mouthful. Uh, until next time, I've been Hugh. I've been Morgan. And we've been fantastic. Yeah, we did say it. We, we, we had to stick it in at some point. We went the whole way without it. All right, thanks for listening and goodbye. 
whether you have time to stretch out on the ground or you're busy getting ready for your day. Settle in and enjoy learning something new that will surely support your well-being, inspire your creativity, and help you feel a whole lot better. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.